0: Glad to have you join us on the show today. My name is Walker Wildman and this is Exposing Washington on AFR. Our website is AFR.net. The website is AFR.net. Go there, check it out. You can also download the American Family Radio app on your smartphone or tablet device. Very easy to do. Just go to your app store and type in AFR or you can type in American Family Radio. Download the app. It's free. And my podcast, this podcast, this show, you can listen, uh, not only can you listen live at our website or on our app, but you can also catch past shows. So if you, don't, if you aren't able to hear this entire show, you can go back and listen to it at your own convenience. And we store at least a month's worth of archives or shows. So you can go back and listen to past shows at your own convenience, AFR.net, or you download the AFR app whichever one uh, is most convenient for you. Today, we're gonna talk about several different things. Uh, President Trump announced this week that the Republican National Convention is being postponed or canceled there in Jacksonville, Florida. Originally, it was supposed to be in North Carolina, and now, uh, then they moved it to Jacksonville, Florida, because they were having issue, issues with the North Carolina governor. And then now they're moving to something more virtual. Uh, we'll see where that goes. So President Trump says no RNC convention in Jacksonville, Florida, which is very interesting because I don't remember the last time that both parties did not have a convention, or at least a convention in person. And transitioning to talk more details, you know, last week we talked about, uh, I covered various news stories and talked about some different studies and some reports about how, how we're handling the coronavirus, maybe some things we should do different, and how many leaders across the country, governors and mayors, are using the coronavirus to their political advantage, and so we'll talk more about that today. This past week, I found a study that really I thought was very interesting when it comes to COVID 19. And this is from the South Korean Center for Disease Control, Centers for Disease Control, out of South Korea. And their epidemiologists there, um, after they studied, over 5,700 cases, or patients, it was revealed that less than 2% of those patients, less than 2% of the, of the patient's non-household contacts, meaning people that the patient interacted with in public and not in their home, Less than 2% caught the virus, while nearly 12% or six times more of the patient's household contacts contracted the virus. So what does this show? What does it mean? What should we take from it? The reason I bring this up is because something I've been saying for a few weeks now is, I haven't said it on the radio, I've just been saying, saying it privately. But it appears that the majority of spread of coronavirus is happening within households. Meaning, when you go to the grocery store or you go to the gas station or you just go to work, that doesn't really appear to be where the majority of people are getting coronavirus. Does that kind of transmission happen? Sure, it does. But the majority of, 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 of spread is occurring in households. I bring this up to further, further show that shutting down businesses in the grand scheme of things doesn't appear to help. Doesn't appear to help. And then this this really takes us over to the mask debate, the mask discussion. And look, our our elected officials are now admitting that they're trying the mask. They're not really sure if the mask work, but they're trying it, hoping it will work in slowing down the spread of coronavirus. Even President Trump this past week said He's not really sure if masks work, but let's give it a try. There's no widespread, widely accepted research showing that wearing of, the wearing of masks anywhere and everywhere slows down the transmission or stops the transmission of coronavirus. But on the contrary, there's multiple studies, multiple papers showing saying that mask widespread usage of mask in public really doesn't help at all and i'm citing the new england journal of medicine today there's multiple other papers but this is just one and i've even played dr fauci himself in recent weeks i played clips of him in recent months saying that everyone wearing masks is, is, just doesn't work to prevent the spread of coronavirus. But this is from the New England Journal of Medicine, and this is multiple MDs that posted this or released this study. And in the second paragraph, here's what it says. And this was published in May of 2020. The various doctors from this paper say this, quote, "We know that wearing a mask outside healthcare facilities offers little if any protection from infection. Public health authorities define a significant exposure to COVID-19 as face-to-face contact within 6 feet with a patient with symptomatic COVID-19 that is su- sustained" for at least a few minutes, and some say more than 10 minutes or even 30 minutes of sustained contact within six feet. The chance of catching COVID-19 from a passing interaction in a public space is therefore minimal. In many cases, the desire for widespread masking is a reflective, reflexive reaction to anxiety over the pandemic. They move on to say that the calculus may be different, however, in a healthcare setting where we know people are sick and they're symptomatic. And it goes on to talk about how personal protective equipment or mask usage is, is more effective in a healthcare setting when you know you're interacting with sick patients who are coughing or sneezing and have symptoms. I'll post this study on my podcast page at AFR.net. Just go to the Exposing Washington podcast page at AFR.net and you'll be able to find this study. I'll also post the study from South Korea talking about how the majority of spread or transmission is occurring in households. And these two studies are really complementary. because guess what happens in your household? there's extended close contact within six feet in households with family members, which explains why the majority of spread is happening in households. So I bring all this together, loop all this in, and these are just two studies of many out there that show that shutting down businesses across the country does does little, if anything, to help our current situation. And, you know, one, off, one thing you often get when discussing these different situations is you bring up these studies and things like that and the numbers and stuff about how we're, in, in certain areas, overreacting to this situation. And people say, well, what would you do? What do you think we should do, nothing? You think we should do nothing? And that's not what I'm suggesting here, but I'm suggesting we, we, we keep a level head and use some common sense, just like many governors across the country are doing. You look at Ron DeSantis in Florida, and you look at a few other governors, and they're, they're doing things. They're doing things to help the situation, but number one, they're not taking away people's constitutional rights. And number two, they're not shutting down businesses across their state for no reason. And number three, these governors that are doing common-sense things, they're not threatening people's religious liberty and shutting down churches. So I'm not suggesting we do nothing. I think there's some common-sense things you can do, but we need to be careful not to give up all of our freedoms and our liberties and our country. We shouldn't do that anyway, but let's especially don't do it for methods that don't work, like giving someone a $1,000 ticket for not wearing a mask in a Parker on the beach. Speaking of not wearing a mask, this story is is comical. Dr. Anthony Fauci went to the Washington Nationals opening game and through the opening pitch, which was a disaster, <laughs> the pitch went down first baseline when it was supposed to go to home plate. But that's a, a side topic. The point of this story is there. there's pictures of Dr. Anthony Fauci with two other Individuals. One looks like it's probably his wife, and then I don't know who the other person sitting beside him is. But remember, this 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 game I believe is not open to the public, so there's only people that were invited at this game. But the point of this story is, and I'll post this on my podcast page at afr.net. Doctor Fauci's not wearing his mask during the game. So Dr. Fauci went from, in March, masks don't work to everyone has to wear a mask in May. And then now Dr. Fauci is seen sitting at a baseball game with two other individuals and he has his mask down talking to them. But yet he wears his mask when he goes and throws the opening pitch when he's 75 feet from the nearest person. But you get up in the stands, and he's sitting by two individuals right beside them, not socially distanced, and he has his mask off. So do masks work, or do they not? Transitioning to another story. President Trump, this week, put out a statement about how public schools if they're going to close and remain closed, then states and local municipalities need to give money back to the parents, need to give their tax dollars back. And this is a very, very good point because here's the thing, you and I pay tax dollars to the state, to the city, to the federal government, and in exchange for those tax dollars that we put into the system, forced that we for, are forced to put in the system, in return, we get certain services. We get our roads paved. We get water system, sewage system. You get your police department, your fire department so on and so forth. Another thing you get in return for your tax dollars being put into the system is those tax dollars go to fund public education. And in many states, there's there's no tax credit for homeschooling, meaning whether your kids go to the local school or not, your tax dollars are going to that local school. So what President Trump is saying, and many others have said this, is if public schools are going to remain closed and that service is not going to be offered to children in a community, then their money, that money should be sent back, given back to to families, to parents, to taxpayers in that city or in that state or in that county where there is no service being offered. There is no public education being offered. And this just highlights the issue with the government. Many many of our federal employees are still not working. Some of them are working remotely. Some of them just aren't working at all. Many schools across the country have been completely shut down since March. Yet everyone in that school system is being paid from the cafeteria person to the janitors, to the teachers, to the principals, to the superintendents. And so the question is, and this needs to be a discussion, is how long do do we put our tax dollars into a system that is not working? And some say, well, so you want to not pay the teachers? You want to not pay the principals? You want to not pay the cafeteria, ladies? Well, if the schools aren't open, we shouldn't be pumping money into a system that is not working. Just like businesses across the country have had to make tough decisions about layoffs and things of that nature. This is why the schools just need to figure out a way to open and function so that our tax dollars aren't going to waste. So President Trump says if public schools close, then the parents should get their money back, should get their taxpayer dollars back. And I agree wholeheartedly 100%. One clip I want to play is, this is shifting gears, changing the subject. Portland, Oregon, is going on 60 days, 57 to be exact, 57 days of anarchy, of anarchy. You've had Antifa and other groups spray painting, rioting, looting, burning down buildings, breaking windows of of businesses in downtown Portland for two months now. And the Portland law enforcement, Portland Police Department, has completely pulled back and allowed this anarchy. There's this one federal building in downtown Portland. It's a federal courthouse that President Trump and the Department of Justice and others have sent in federal agents to protect this courthouse where the anarchists have tried to burn it down, literally burn it down to the ground for weeks now. And so I'm going to play this is the Portland mayor, a radical democrat, speaking at speaking with the anarchist, talking about how the federal government needs to pull their law enforcement officers out of Portland and allow the federal courthouse to be burned to the ground. Clip 1 let's listen. We're not properly trained to be here, and we are asking them to the really We're demanding that they leave. We uh, demand that the federal government stop uh, occupying your city. Well, there you have it. That's the Portland mayor speaking with the anarchist about how he thinks the federal government, the federal law enforcement that is in, in protecting that courthouse, how they should leave. They should leave Portland. They should leave the city so the anarchists, so the insurgents can burn down the federal courthouse and occupy it for who knows how long. This is just like what we saw going on in Seattle, where the mayor pulls back law enforcement and allows the the chaos to consume the city. And this, this ties directly in with, with one story I want to talk about, and that is this past week, Fox News channel, Tucker Carlson on Fox News channel, one of his opening uh, monologues was about how the Democrats are using everything going on in our country, in our country to make people unhappy. The Democrats are, are inducing are putting policies in place that that cause, and that induce, chaos. When you talk about defund the police, when you talk about allowing the anarchists to take over parts of the city, when you talk about this whole coronavirus panic, shutting down businesses. Not allowing churches to open. Even Governor Gavin Newsom talking about how you can't hold Bible studies at your own private residence. You have all these different factors playing in together to basically create a very unhappy populace. And if you ask people, do they think our country is going in the right direction now? Many of them will say no. And to a certain extent, they're right. Because there's so much chaos going on. And so you ask yourself, why would would these Democrat governors and these Democrat mayors across the country completely shut down businesses, tell people they can't go to church, arrest people for going to the beach, force people to wear a mask, it's because it's this big collusion, this big operation to collude to make America unhappy before November 3rd. Which begs the question, what role What role has China played in all of this? And one thing that that, that really virtually nobody's talking about, including the White House, at least publicly, and many people have left this behind for months, But the question of where did this virus come from and who released it? I think that's a key component to this entire situation we're dealing with. Was this an accident? Did it accidentally get out of the lab in Wuhan? Or did the Chinese government intentionally release this virus to cause mayhem across the world specifically cause mayhem and chaos in the U.S. so that they don't have to deal with Donald J. Trump after January 21st, January 20th of 2021? I think that's just a question that needs to be answered and i think the white house needs to answer and reveal what all they know about where the virus came from who released it and why they released it or was this just an accident another thing that you find interesting across the world is when you when you when you read the news when you look at the headlines you would think that the us is the only country having a hard time with COVID-19. But one of the reasons that you're not seeing other stories about other countries, for the most part, is because they don't have the advanced testing and the advanced reporting that the U.S. does. And so you see the headlines that the U.S. is the hardest hit from COVID-19. Well, that's not necessarily true. Because the vast majority of countries out there have, have, have little to, to, to know testing capabilities to even know if their country is being hit by COVID-19. So it's really unfair to say that the U.S. is is definitely the hardest hit country when many other countries just have no reporting mechanisms, no way to gauge whether their country is being hit by coronavirus. This week, the uh, Congress is discussing or debating what they're going to do with legislation in the coming weeks when it comes to COVID relief or financial relief for people impacted by coronavirus. And one one thing that's very disappointing with Washington, with, with Congress, is that they, they just can't seem to pass fiscal policies that promote individual liberty and that promote prosperity. Instead, Washington just seems stuck on passing these mumbo-jumbo bills that nobody knows what's in it, nobody really can track where the money goes, And these, these, these spending bills that really only cause inflation and are band-aids on a much wider problem. And one specific thing I'm talking about here is President Trump ha- has said for months now that Congress needs to pass a federal payroll tax cut, meaning that you and I, the American workers, get to keep more money, keep more of our hard-earned money and send less to the federal government to be wasted. But that idea never made it off the ground. Why? Because people in Congress, both Republicans and Democrats, don't want you and I to keep our hard-earned money. Instead, they want to take it and then redistribute it across the country. Exposing Washington American Family Radio, check out our website, AFR.net, and we'll be back next week. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.